The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, we have a wonderful guest that has done it all. She and her husband, uh, who is not going to be with us today because he had to work, uh, she and her husband have gone out and bought single-family houses, gone out and been a passive investor, went out and bet, became lead investors, and went from small properties to large properties. In other words, what she has done is what we call the natural progression of the real estate investors, that just natural process of wanting to grow in each and every corner. But her story is interesting because of two points, I think, really make it stand out. Number one, she started out as a Dave Ramsey um, follower. And as those of you that follow Dave Ramsey and follow me, you know that my theory behind Dave Ramsey is basically he's a great place for people that should have learned how to take care of their checkbook and grade school and should have learned how to take care of the finances in high school, but somehow get out of high school, get out of college, and don't know how to balance their family's finances. And so for those people, they need that information. It's valuable information. But that information is not the information that's going to do what Kelly has done. She has retired herself in just a few years, and we want to hear that story. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Kelly. I really appreciate it. Great to have you share your story. Let's let's make those Dave Ramsey people happy. Tell us how you, you got wrapped up in Dave Ramsey and, and what you thought you got out of it, just for the benefit of those people that are Dave Ramsey followers. You know, when I first got married, my husband introduced me to Dave Ramsey. He's a CPA and very conservative. So he wanted me to go and learn about Dave Ramsey. And I thought that was I was very skeptical, but I really enjoyed it because that really got us on a budget and got us out of debt. But it doesn't teach you about investing, and so that is a concern for us because we were doing investing on our own with real estate and, of course, the stock market. But it would take me two years of bonuses and saving money just to get one investment property, and we just needed to find an outlet to, to go faster. And that's kind of where we uh, came to lifestyle. So what was holding you back, Kelly, was the fact you weren't using leverage. Is that the, the real reason behind it all, that David got you guys afraid of leverage? You know, it was really about not being educated, really. I didn't know where to start. I had no idea about rehab. I had no idea about what rent costs. How do you do contracts? I was clueless in this arena, and so I needed somebody to teach me how to get there step-by-step, step, just like Dave Ramsey told me how to get out of debt step-by-step. Step. 
Now, you uh, made a statement in your biography that you sent your husband to the two-day. You couldn't go? Was that because of your son, or you? what was the deal there? So, actually, it's not that I sent him. I said, look, you had me go to Dave, Ram Dave Ramsey's seminar, which is great, and I appreciate that. I learned a lot. But now I did that for you, and it was beneficial for the both of us. I think this is going to be beneficial for the both of us, so you've got to go. We should have gone in May, but he kind of put it off, giving me lots of excuses, and I said, okay, June, that's it. You know, let's go. And, and so we both actually went together. I think it's important when couples go together to hear something because I don't want one coming home and saying, well, this is what he or she said. I need them. They need to hear it together, I believe. Yeah, it's, that is a very difficult thing, Kelly. I'm glad you brought that up. It's, it's difficult for two reasons. I'll tell you what they are. First of all, well, maybe even three. We'll, we'll go with the obvious one first. The obvious one is whatever that spouse wants the other one to believe, they're going to color the information. They're gonna, and they're going to pick and cherry pick out the ideas that, they, that fit into what they already believe to be true. Number two, uh, the reason is, is I've been teaching this thing for 30 years. And... It takes me 16 hours to get my ideas across, and many times I fail. I still don't get them all across. It need to be uh, transferred to the other person, you know, transference of feeling and ideas. And so for a spouse to come home who's never practiced trying to transfer this information, it's very difficult. And then there's number three, Rule 1437B-7 in the Book of Life, which says no one will ever believe a thing you say once they've seen you without your clothes on, or more commonly known as familiarity breeds contempt, and husbands and wives sometimes don't believe what the other one says. Not in totality, but you understand. Uh, what I'm saying is that, you know, hey, it's you. You're not rich. How can you tell me what to do, you know? I've seen you. you know? <laughs> I've seen you at your worst, and I've seen you at your best, and, you know, your best isn't as good as you're, you're bragging about right now. So the the bottom line is it's always difficult. So that's good. People should go to it together. Did you end up going to the class? Yes, I did. We actually went to the class together. He had not gone to the um, marketing, I guess, the, the, you know, just come and listen and understand. But I finally just told him, you've got to go to the two-day with me. And we did it together. Because, again, you know, I, I do believe couples need to both hear it. And then that way they make an educated decision together because that they decided to have a contract of marriage together. Let's go ahead and how they're going to do their finances really need to be together. Yeah. So uh, you and Chip went to the class, and uh, let's talk about the aha moments. I always like to ask people, you know, can you remember back far enough, because this was way back in 2012 that you joined up. Uh, that's a long time ago. Can you remember the aha things you came out and went, holy smokes, there it is. That's the idea I needed. That's the one that's going to make it work. I think when you, both Chip and I are both um, left brain individuals, so when you look at calculations and, and math and you could see it up on the screen and see exactly how, how you're going to be able to make that money versus how I was going slowly and not being able to produce the income, I think that was really a big aha moment. And then on Sunday, you discussed more of the multifamily and that just blew our minds. That was just incredible because we never, ever, and I say never, he hates to hear me say an absolute, we never thought we would be able to actually own a piece of an apartment unless we were in the stock market. So that was a really aha moment for us that 
this is actually something that we can do. We just need to spend the time to educate just like I go to college and educate myself in a field. So that's what we needed to do. Well, for someone that never thought they could own real estate, you own over a thousand units right now in totality. I don't know the exact number you didn't total up for me, but through all the different complexes I'm looking at here, it adds up to over a thousand at least. And uh, so that's quite a bit of su success. Let's ask about the first day, the fly on the wall conversation, I like to call it, when you came out of there, honey, here's what we're going to do. What were you going to do first? What was your plan? So when we did that, um, my husband's very skeptical, of course, and we had signed up, and so now you're going to teach us. And so, uh, and really it was more of teaching me so that I can run with it because I just needed him to agree upon the idea so that because that affected our finances. But now, now I need to move forward. And so what I did was went out there and I started looking at single families and Initially, he wanted to go with me for every viewing, and it just took a long time. And by the time we decided upon it, we would lose the deal. And finally, I just started giving him the spreadsheet and say, okay, here's at a glance. You're a CPA. You can look at read numbers. And we started looking at it that way. And after that, he kind of got tired of it because he didn't understand <laughs> when you walk into a house that smells bad, because, you know. Uh, one time we had walked into a house, and we actually own it today still. Um, it had a lot of dog feces in it that smelled bad. So he didn't, he cannot see the vision, and that's our joke, is that I see the vision and he could not. And so he, he's not allowed to go see properties now ahead of time because he'll tell me not to buy them. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it though. I can see it. You know, it's a, it's that thing that they always talk about uh, in other seminars. They talk about the right things wrong. You know, boy, it's really easy to clean up some stuff that stinks. Uh, that's a that's a cheap problem to have. So that one's not bad. All right. So we you went out and did a couple houses. In fact, you did uh, before you even came in. You'd already had a duplex and a single family, I believe. What did you buy right away? And we've only got no. Nope, we don't even have thirty seconds for you to answer that. We're gonna have to wait till we come back to the other side. If you'd like to call and ask Kelly a question, our number here is eight six six five eight two nine nine three three. If you're a friend, buddy, relative, want to call or give us a call. Be right back with Kelly Simmons and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor Lynn Murrow on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. 
whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Kelly Simmons out of San Antonio. Uh, Kelly and her husband, Chip, have uh, purchased four single-family houses, one, two, three, four, five passive apartment complexes, and I believe she's leading two and maybe working on three. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Kelly, let's move on to the to the passive investments. You did those houses and you just stuck your toe in the water and you got your husband off the mark and got him to make some decisions with you. Um, all good things, great steps, great first steps, but boom, you still only own four houses. What made you decide to go passive? So actually, um I was actually working really hard. Um, once he understood the concept, you know, I just let him know, hey, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to buy this house. And so he wasn't as involved as, as he was at the beginning because he just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to go out and just blow our money and then, you know, we lose our retirement. So after that, it was just like, hey, buy a house. Oh, okay. Um, when I was working, my goal was to get a lot of houses under my name alone because there used to be back then that you could only get up to four houses and then you have some other complications. And then, so before I left my job, I got into that. And then we started getting up to eight, nine houses and we decided we need to sell these and, and get into lead positions in multifamily. So we actually sold, spent a lot of time contracting our business and selling off them. And then moving into multifamily as leads, we were not we only were, we were only passive in one deal, which is the New Braunfels deal, uh, when we first got our first syndication. Okay, so you did one passive deal uh, for the New Braunfels deal, and then you became a syndicator at that point. Yes, that's correct. Okay, then the then the four other passive deals after came after you'd already a syndicator. Yes, because when you're when you take a property and the ones that I always focus on are the deep, deep value plays. It's going to take me 12 to 18 months to actually get it stabilized. And so I'm not going to be out there while I'm struggling on one property and, and just going out and buying on another. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it just spreads myself too thin, just too much stress. Um, it's not the right thing to do either. So while I'm working on getting it stabilized, okay, well, I'm making money. Um, I just throw it at, you know, a new investment as a passive because our our strategy is that my husband is the W-2. He pays the expenses. My income, which is about 80% of the income that I make on our business, is 
it goes back into investing more. And that, that's how we have structured it. Okay, so you're growing your investment portfolio. I get that. Makes a lot of sense. Looks like from the numbers you wrote down here, and I'm not going to go through all the numbers on these houses, you made quite a bit of profit. Can you just give me a generalized dollar amount? Let's let's make up a number because it doesn't need to be exact for time reasons, okay? Let's say you started with, you can give me an X number. We started with 100 grand. We put it in these houses. When we were done with the houses, we ended up with 200, 300. Give me some kind of round numbers of what you put in and what you ended up with after you divested it. A lot of them, I either made three or four times the amount that I actually put in. And I'm not even talking about just rental income because I always kind of think, you know, um, when I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my expenses, I look at rental income as, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get 10 months out of that. Two months may go, like, you know, an AC gets blown or something like that. Um, I always like to be conservative, but really and truly, you know, once we sold these houses, we were making about three times or four times what we actually put in. Excellent, excellent reserve. Now, the first deal you did, apartment complex, how many units was that one? Was that 40 or something like that? It was 51 units, and we actually turned it into 55 units. Okay. Let's talk about that deal for a while, because the numbers you've got down here, that deal just rocked, huh? That was just a killer deal. It was a killer deal, um, and it was exhausting. I, I, I'll admit that. I mean, it's a lot of work when you're doing a deep value play. I mean, when I looked at it, it got passed over by other lifestyle leads. You know, it was it was difficult. It was uh, full of drug dealers and prostitutes and crazy people out there. Um, it was degraded to no end. Then five days before we're supposed to close, we have a hailstorm. April 12th of 2016 in San Antonio. And it if I didn't think it was a yield play, I mean, a value play at the time, it was definitely a deep, deep value play because at the time we had 35 windows broken out, five sliding glass doors, one of the buildings, the roof had collapsed. This was crazy. Uh, the next day, my husband says, hey, Kelly, get in here. Is this the pro apartment we're buying? It's on the news. We made the news. <laughs> I just I remembered said, well, you yes. telling me this story before when it happened. That is funny. I'm sorry. It sure <laughs> is our apartment, you know. I Yeah, it was crazy. And so, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out. I'm calling my attorneys, the, the realtors. I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do, call the mentors. So David Fisher, he calls me up 7 o'clock uh, the next uh, night. And he says, Kelly. Look, I've got a public adjuster. Here's his phone number. He's expecting your call tonight. Call him tonight. And I did that. That was the best call I've ever gotten. And he helped me through the process of getting the insurance money. Um, once we uh, took over the property, which was a month later, um, I had a, we had a lot of contracts that we had to, to put in place to make sure that got over to us. But yeah, I I consider it was a hail of a day. Yeah, I like your inference there, hail of a day. Okay, so that turned out uh, turned out to be well. How long did it take you to turn that thing around? I know you said it was a lot of work. How long? How many months? So years. Um, for the most, the majority of the work took twelve months, and that's being on property every day, 
um, you know, I, I like to trust, but I like to verify. I walked every piece of that roof, even though I'm afraid of height. I, you know, I even went to the second level, uh, which is pretty scary too as well. But I made sure everything was done and it was done correctly. We had majority of it done by 12 months. We refinanced in 15 months, but we still had a large empty area in the office area that was, it had been ready for four more units, but it hadn't been completely built out. And so we spent the next year after that with the, the refinance. We refinanced, we gave all the partners 100% of their money back. They still have shares in the deal, of course, you know, whatever their percentage was. And I still held back money, though, so that I could build out these four new units to provide more value to the property itself. And That's a, I was oh, also able to... I was also able to, there was two acres of land that was in the deal. I pulled that out of the loan as well, and now it's currently up for sale. Well, it's under contract right now, and we're selling that. So we'll get that money in a few months. Wow. This is a killer deal that I've got to reiterate before we go to break, okay? you got to understand what she says. She refinanced out an amount of profit, at, and it's not taxable when it's refined, and gave it back to her partners, equal to a 100% return, guys, and all the other parts of that. We'll cover it when we come back because I want you to understand how powerful this deal is. We'll be right back with Kelly Simmons and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. The show with me here today is Kelly Simmons out of San Antonio. We're talking about her first deal that she did as a syndicator, as a lead investor, as I call him. And uh, this property was 51 units, and get this. After a short period of time, she turned this thing around and she refinanced it out and pulled out 100% of, not only 100%, I've got to get this straight, you got to understand this. She pulled out enough money tax-free by refinancing to pay back the partners all the money they invested, which means they still own their share of the property. So what they really got was a return of 100%. She also saved out enough money to be able to build four more units onto the property and she segmented off a piece of real estate land, just free and clear land, and has sold that. So that move right there means the value of this property had to have gone up massively. And at this point, it's probably still cash flowing. Pick it up from there, Kelly. Is it still cash flowing? You've got the contract on the land. What, where are we at right now with this? The contract on the land, we've got two acres. We've got it under contract for $110,000, and, and that will be sold within a few months. It wasn't platted, so it's going to take a little bit longer than a normal deal. Um, and I've given an extension of 30 days, so and it may take a little bit longer because of this uh, uh, crisis that we're in. But we will have that sold off for 110, And then we've increase the value because we've added the four new units and of course we've upgraded the units and so that increased so it's it's just been just keeps giving and right now um uh, we are conserving cash right now but if everything works out and we don't have too much of a hiccup for the year we're going to be on track for about a 14 percent return even well wow, that's an unbelievable reminder. unbelievable 
So let's talk about this in real numbers for a second. What did the property cost you in total to purchase it? So the, the, we purchased the property for $2 million. Okay, we got $2 million in it. What about rehab? So we rehabbed it for one point two. One point two. So we're all in for three point two. Yeah, three point two. But of course, uh, seven hundred fifty of that came from insurance money. Okay. Okay. So that's and so. It, we'll take the seven hundred off of that. Brings it back down. Seven hundred fifty. Oh, don't forget about that extra fifty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take the 750. That brings it roughly to about two and a half million bucks. You're in there for something like that. Um, so two and a half million bucks. You've got eight hundred out of eight hundred thousand out of pocket total for your investors, is what you said. Yes, that's correct. Yes. So what's it worth today? It's you know I I'm going to be conservative. I've had estimates from five million to five and a half. So, you know, let's say 4.9 or 5 million, just make, you know, numbers okay. easy. So it's two and a half. You made two and a half. That means you've doubled the value of the property, right? Oh, yeah. So here's the other thing, though. And that's not the way you really want to look at it. Here's the way I want to look at it. I want to look at it. You made two and a half million dollars, but you only invested 800,000. So 800, one, two, three, divided by 2.5 million in capital gains. Uh, means you made that didn't work. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eight hundred thousand. Take the in income divided by. Okay, I got it backwards. I'm sorry. Two point five million. My bad. Income divided by equity, and that gives us a three hundred and twelve percent return, of which you've already pulled out eight hundred thousand of that uh, and given it to your partners tax free. So 312% returns, pretty gosh darn good, young lady. I think that you can be proud of that one. Um, you moved on, you, did another deal, huh? Nope, go ahead. Yes, uh, you didn't mention about the distributions because I keep a record total. We are almost approaching 40% return from distributions as well. Wow, so you 312 know? plus 40 is 352. And then that 110, let's see what that is. I didn't figure that 110 in there, did I? So 110, that would be income, yeah. 110, divided by 800. And that didn't even come up on my calculator. Didn't like that number. <laughs> I'm just by. saying is, you know, my, my partners are, are happy with me. It's another 13%. Uh, so... You're almost 400% return on this deal. This is the deal that just keeps on giving. This is almost, we could call this the COVID deal, right? It just keeps giving. It just keeps giving. Now, all of my partners from this deal actually went over to the next deal, except for one person, you know. I mean, I guess you'd say 90% of the people moved over to uh, the new deal. I can see why. I can see why with these kind of numbers. So let's talk about the new deal. What was it about the new deal you liked, and where were you going with your portfolio when you went into this deal? What was your big plan? So, one, so of course, I'm looking for a value play. This one just happened to be on the same side of town as my other deal. It was right off one of our major highways, which is uh, 35 North. And it wasn't on the highway, mind you. And, you know, what I liked about it, you know, you have 204 units. All of the units are, are tile floor. So that means my rehab 
I'm not changing out flooring. Um, I'm giving them paint. I'm upgrading the sinks that are that are plastic, and we are putting in better management. Uh, they had very poor management at the time. Um, so this was a great deal. Uh, I'm really excited about it. We closed mid February. Um, kind now, of right was this the was this happened. north of the 410 loop or inside of the 410 loop? So it's just right outside the 410 loop. Okay. It's pretty much very close to one of our our army bases, Fort Sam. Gotcha. All right, very good. So tell me about this. You like the tile. You, you, what's your plan for this? I assume you're still in the process of this one, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're, we've only had two full months, two and a half months that we've owned it. And so we're still getting, um, you know, acclimated to the, the, the new property. It's a great piece, piece, of, piece of property. And uh, once we can open up our city, it's going to be really good. What we have done uh, because of the current situation is we we actually were going to rehab 100%, you know, um, but we've actually kind of pulled back some of our rehab, and we're waiting for people to move in. And once the city opens up, I think we're going to have a lot of people coming to us uh, to, to, to rent. Because we are putting in backsplash, we are, you know, putting in two-tone painting, um, better fixtures, and we are up, we were repositioning this actually property to make sure that we have good tenants. They used to choose people that are two and a half times the rent, and and we don't believe that because you're only one blown tire away from not being able to pay rent, and that's a lose-lose situation. We want to help our residents. We do not want to put them in a bind. So we want to make sure that they're able to, to pay their rent and they're not behind and paying late fees. So um, we want to get in a win-win situation. So we do three times the rent. So these current ones are used to two and a half times the rent, and I, we don't believe that. So what did you pay for this property? So this property was uh, $13 million. I'm just trying to figure out how much more expensive. What year built was this? It was in the 70s, mid-70s. 70s, okay. 74. And it's 204 units? Yes. Okay, so that's 63000 a door, 64000 a door. And your last property you were in for about 40000 a door, so you're, you're moving up in cost. Uh, you're also moving up in size. Did the, uh, the size difference... How did you feel about that once you got there? Easier, harder, scarier, not scarier? What, what, what did you think about moving from a 50-unit project to a 200? That's four times the size. You know, it, it really has to do with, you know, when I was at the 55 unit, I didn't have immediately the staff. I didn't have all the connections that I had. I was still growing and learning. I had connections on rehab because I've done it in the single family, so I kind of moved some of my guys over. But I didn't have a manager before. I didn't have, you know, a maintenance guy. But I had that at the other property. And so what, what I did was I took my manager that did a phenomenal job uh, of doing lease-ups in that environment, and I moved her over to this property, and I backfilled it with somebody 
that is, she's a, she's a strong manager. We call her assistant manager. She's strong at it. But the All right, we're going to have to go to break. In place. Kelly, we're going to have to go to break. We'll be right back with Kelly and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years, and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is, how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around and make it happen? Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Kelly Simmons. Uh, Kelly has a background of doing eight single-family houses, uh, five passive deals, and two lead deals, not in that particular order. And uh, she's currently right now working on a new project coming through the coronavirus problem and she had a, a great statement uh, that I thought she should share with everybody and it goes something along the lines Kelly in your resume you talked about the fact that you're sitting there fighting a battle that you know you can win because you're prepared and educated too but knowing that the people around you are doing the wrong things and letting their properties deteriorate and you create that deterioration cycle uh, that is going to end up, and you you named off two or three steps that are actual, actually absolutely correct what's going to happen. Would you go through that in your mind, how you see the future and what you're going to do to take advantage of it? So there are, there are people that own apartments that are lazy fair, and they let the apartments run on their own. And that's not the way you should do it. As an owner, as a syndicator, I have a responsibility to three people. Number one, my employees, first and foremost. Take care of them. Train them up well. Make sure they're in the right seat on the right bus. If they're not there, take them off. Number two, my investors. If I take care of my employees, my, they're going to take care of my investors. But number three, and actually residents are number two, because if my employees are doing what they're supposed to be doing, my residents are going to be taken care of. And thus, my residents will continue to stay and, you know, maybe renew, or they will tell other people to come, and thus, my, my investors are taken care of. So, I am, am, am working through this, and, and we just need to just kind of keep our heads to the ground and keep working and taking care of the employees, the residents, and... What, what we're doing is we're putting out flyers locally. The government is actually giving them rental assistance. We're providing that to them. We are calling them. We are letting them know. And so that everybody can get, we are all together part of this crisis. 
it's not you, it's not me, it's everybody. And we kind of need to help each other. We have tried to provide snacks and drinks and, you know, stuff like that for people and help them with the, uh, the job opportunities are here locally. We provide them a, a list of jobs that are hiring. We want to help everybody. We're in this together. I'm going to read your quote here because I, I want to make sure we get the point across. And I don't think I cued you well enough for you knew which point I wanted you to cover. I'm going to read this straight off your resume. It says, owners that are not good operators will limp along during this time, yet will continue to defer maintenance and then add insult to injury. They will provide concessions and it will spiral downwards. Within a year or so, those operators will give up and want to sell. And I want to be ready to pick up a new property. So I need to really focus on getting the current property stabilized so within a year. I can scoop up the other properties. That's exactly what happened in the last recession. That's exactly what's going to happen in this recession. I've only got just a few minutes left, Kelly, with uh, two minutes to share here. But I would like to, for those people you could help, share your story about your son and how it made you think differently about your career and how you changed it and created a really a retirement lifestyle and what it means now. You've only got two minutes to do it, so think briefly as to what is the most important points. So my son is a, a Down syndrome child. I, in my current job that I was doing as a, a, a project manager, I was not able to focus on all of his medical needs. In this environment, I'm able to change up the hours I work so I could focus on him. And then if I need to work after hours when they're sleeping, I'm able to do that. You know, I have Zoom meetings with my team. To keep it going, I go in and I and I go visit the properties and I go with him. I want my kids to understand about properties and stuff like that. This is a teaching moment for all of them, and I always want to be teaching whether it's my kids, it's my employees, or even myself. I'm learning from my the people that are on site. We're all learning in this environment, and and that's the most important. Um, you know, we are. I do know there's owners that don't care, and that's the people that I am going to target. The ones that don't care about their residents, they don't care about their employees, and that's why I purchased this property, because that owner didn't care, and I took two of his employees, and now they're a lot happier now than they are when they were. And that's we're going to treat them right. That's the deal. You treat them right, you train them right, and that way, everybody can be successful. That's where I want everybody around me to be successful. That's my point. Well, I'm so happy that you found something that works out in your lifestyle. It allows you the lifestyle necessary to both fulfill your desire to be a good mother and to be a good business person and a good wife. And you've got something that works. So, so many people are trapped in a box they can't get out of uh, that just does not allow them to fulfill their potential. So I appreciate you coming on today, sharing your story with us. I guess she cut off already. Well, we want to thank no, you for coming. There. Oh no, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, look forward to seeing how you come out of this next property, and where it takes you. So um, keep up the good work. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. And uh, Chip and you are going to be on the next show. I take it right. You're going to be together. Yes, yes. I've asked him to, to uh, call in on his lunch break. <laughs> All right, very good. For those of you out there that don't realize this, um, 
Lifestyles members are so highly trained that we've succeeded in making it through recessions before. And the beautiful thing is, is we can run it tight, we can run it lean, we can run it great, and we can still fulfill the stuff necessary to keep our tenants around. But when this all shakes out and all these deals where these other people can't do that start falling on the ground, uh, we're going to be there prepped and ready to buy. Just like Kelly says, she's waiting for that one. And you know what's funny, Kelly, and if we'll go with this, we have to leave is that one might fall right next to you, might be a block away from you, might be two or three blocks, and you're going to be so ready to take on that new possibility. For the rest of you out there, remember this. We're not doing this for a little bit of money. We're doing this for a lifestyle. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Monsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Monsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. A radio.